That's a sports ball. Sports Com- ball. Coming to you from the Sports Ball Studios. You are now listening to the Small Monster Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Small Market Podcast with your host, Wataki Hoffman. <laughs> Coming to you from Sportsball Studios in Midland, Michigan. And Wataki, how are you doing today? I'm doing phenomenal, Hoffman. Okay, what are you doing? Uh, I'm The trolling has begun. <laughs> I don't know that I oh, yeah. appreciate this or like this We're at gonna, all. We'll pick up on this here shortly. Yeah. For the radio... Oh my gosh. Yeah. For the radio This crowd. is for the cowboy shit last week. Good lord. Okay. Um, Kevin. Patrick. I'm going to have to put an end to the, the show entirely. For those that don't know, Wataki is currently trolling me and he is... I just want to get my aces out there real quick. <sighs> he is setting up He's setting up baseball cards in front of me, um, one of which is Larry Chipper Jones, uh, Dave Justice, Greg Maddox. Is that a John Smoltz score card from like 1991? Is that what that is? What is, what well, is let going me ch- on? Let me here? check that year on there. No, that's a 95. That's uh, a 95 score, actually. Okay. Hey, All but right. I just want you to be aware, though, All that right. those that's a that's a Jones rookie <laughs> and a Justice rookie as well. There, bud. These aren't. <sighs> I didn't bring no junk to this to this trolling party. Oh, oh no, you brought junk. No, yeah. I'm, I'm bringing the yeah, ace. You brought junk. No, that Is that, that Jones Bevin? isn't. That Jones is easily a three dollar card. So you shut your mouth. Wow. <laughs> what, did you get these at the at the card show this past week? No, I actually dug these out of my closet. I'm so sorry that you but wasted your time no, doing that. No, I didn't actually because I was the one that picked the Braves to win the World Series and now I need my just dues. Hoffman, you can say it. I don't know that I you, was right. I don't know that you actually picked. Let's I said you, Leroy said he's the Giants and you said the Dodgers and I said the Braves. You just wore a Braves hat because you were hoping that they would their logo would get discontinued or something. <laughs> That's the only reason you were you Not had a chance. Kind of, I knew it, Hoffman. I just knew oh this was my coming. God. Just so you know, none of these guys are playing for the Braves anymore. No, just yeah, but they're all the, great ambassadors of the brand, uh, much like myself when I wear that hat. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. We're of the tribe, oh, Hoffman. Is, We're of the tribe. The, of what? Oh, my God. Takes on a completely different meaning. Takes on a completely different meaning than what uh, Dennis Gilbert and myself <laughs> oh, yeah. are, are. We're referring to that of, episode? Yeah, that kind of tribe. That's a, that's episode 67. And, wait, what, 60. which episodes were they? Yeah, if you get into the five-minute mark on episode 72... Actually, I don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> Completely different to, tribe. I had to troll you a little bit, Hoffman, since they got their well, World Series. Well, yeah, so. you're off to a good start with uh, with you, with you the Chipper Jones rookie card right there. That's that's probably phenomenal. the most valuable one at about $3. At $3, yeah. The other well, ones were in the, tell you, I've never be in the 20 this, cent bin. This Dave Justice card, but that is cool looking. It's an award winner, rookie of the year. Yep. It's pretty sweet. That's that's 
the ghost of Dave Justice <laughs> opening the door there. Yeah, the so the the ghost of the brave starting rotation of Smoltz, Glavin, and Maddox. <laughs> yeah, aces, aces. Oh my! You know they're not playing. One of the, in the greatest World rotations ever, though, in the history of baseball. Yeah, you know they won't be there to help out Freddie Freeman and I know Ozzy Albies. I know. I so. I left my Avery at but, home though. <laughs> In fact, I don't. I think, didn't want to complete that. I don't think the the Braves playing today were even born when these guys were playing. <laughs> so, just for the record, they don't even know who these guys are. They probably they know who don't. Chipper Jones is because he's around the club a lot. Yeah, they're like that that old dude that keeps showing up. And, keeps, hey, remember? Ca- when everybody I, calls him Larry. Yeah, they're like he's he's like call me Uncle Chipper, and nobody does, and it's just. Because it's creepy. It's just weird. Yeah. So I'm I'm assuming you want to start talking. You want to talk about the World Series. Is nope. That I've, I've talked about enough of it. I just had to get my jabs in. Oh, thank and, God. Uh, <sighs> and we can move on to to the NBA. They released that, uh, what was that, top 75 list of all time? If I had known this was going to happen, I would have like dug out every Houston Astros piece of memorabilia I had and just like <laughs> put your trash can up. next to the next right. to the microphone. Uh, yeah, sit exactly. Next to it. <sighs> Good Lord. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. I know you did. You want to talk about... Do you want me to take these down? You seem distracted. Hold on. No, no, Just... it's fine. Okay. No, no, it's it's cool. That is that is a great rotation there. <laughs> I'm glad that it makes you happy. It does. I was bothering you with the cowboy. I it tried was. to... I was going to... You know, I, I took down my cowboy stuff to stop bothering you about that, but that's all right. That's, that's I'll take cool. it down for next week. <laughs> <laughs> so world series starts on tuesday yeah we'll see how that goes um yeah rooting for the home team are you yeah yeah i'm rooting yeah. for the braves man <laughs> i picked them to go all the way dude <sighs> only because you had the hat they got some yeah, horses, i think man. you were rooting for the indians at one point too weren't you yeah to because get their name had, back yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right the NBA. Yeah, back to the NBA. Back to the NBA. The the NBA, we haven't even started on the NBA yet. The yeah, NBA released their 75th anniversary team, and which I was kind of excited about because I was all about their 50th anniversary team back in 96. I mm-hmm. I loved I in fact I tried like collecting a card from each guy from that team. Oh. Yeah. So it's which is it can be yeah, that's fun. Some of the older ones, it can be kind of challenging to find. It stuff. can be a little bit harder to find guys like George Mikan and, you know, Dolph Shays and those mm-hmm. guys. But, you know, you, you can... That's the cool thing is that it's spread out from such such long generations of of talent from the NBA, which is um, it's pretty cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do we... Uh, I really had to spend some time looking at this list of 75 players. And apparently, so all 50 players from the original 50 anniversary, 50th anniversary team made it, plus another 25. Actually, 26 because there was a tie. Which is so NBA. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> that is so it's, NBA. It is. is a good, oh, NBA my is a, God. It, okay. As if it's a good old boys club, man. The NBA is. It's like a popularity contest. Do we know who the tie was between or no? No, I honestly don't. Okay, all right. I, but regardless, it, yeah, whatever. Who are your guys that you think? Give me 
I this might be too many. I I picked about about like ten guys that I thought Holy I shit. didn't want on there. Give me five guys that, that you feel like on there? you you did not want on there. <clears throat> and then we'll to be fair, we'll add. We'll see if we can add some guys that we do mm-hmm. think should have made the cut. Right off the top, uh, Anthony Davis, Giannis, and Kawhi Leonard. Really? Yeah. Now hear me out. I mean, the obvious when we spoke about this off air. I, there's a lot of going off of what people have done or what they're going to do. Maybe not so much Giannis. Now we'll put Giannis back on there. Like what their potential what is. What their potential is. Like let you gotta finish out your careers. Like Kawhi, yeah, he was good for the Raptors and he had that one year where he won the chip and he was like the MVP and stuff. But then what did he do with the Clippers? He's a good player, but I just He got him to the playoffs, didn't he? Or pretty yeah, damn close. But I don't know, man. I think you gotta give me more than that. You gotta give me more. When I'm looking at a guy like uh I mean, I don't want to get into the stubs, but that, there, there's people that are left off the list. Let's just leave it at that before we get into snubs that are more qualified Fair enough. or at least as equally qualified. And for those people that have worked their whole careers and are more qualified and this guy hasn't even finished out his career, I'm not saying like he shouldn't be there, but like when the 100th anniversary rolls around, you add 24, 25 more guys and his career's finished, then you got his entire body of work. Uh, a guy like Damian Lillard. I can pick one guy right off the top of my head. You know who he is, Hoffman. We met him, who is comparable or better sure. than him. Uh, Reggie Miller's another guy that just does not have enough accolades. He's an iconic player. He's a name. Mm-hmm. But what do you have, like four all-star appearances? Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, you can't even get to five. That's not even half a decade. I think respectfully the guys in New York probably picked him because he just... they're. That those New York Knicks teams of the '90s that were destined yes, to was, win he was a, a championship, he just he knocked him. But out. he was a pain. He was a thorn in everyone's side. But he did, did he win a championship himself? Nope. No. Nope. He did not. He does not have a lot of personal accolades. He is. He's an awesome shooter. I mean, I, you can't deny that he's right. one of the great shooters of all time. But the accolade. I, I, you're going on such a wide variety of things. I like to try and keep it to the accolades. Like when you're looking at like a sport like baseball, there's milestones, right? And so you're going statistical with milestones and there's things that will get you into like, let's say the Hall of Fame. Yeah. The NBA, it's just like whatever it seems like with this list. So you can add him. What am I at? Four? I Kawhi. Think so. I think you're, I thought you Reggie, only said three. But. Kawhi, Reggie. Damian Lillard and who else was there? See, this is why I take notes. I know. I, had, I, I told you I had it all up here, but so I'll give you three. <laughs> You're very Hoffman. confident. I'll yeah. give you three. Okay. All right. I think Steph Curry is everything Reggie Miller probably aspired to be. Yes. You know? Now, Steph had a father that was in the NBA. Paul he's Pierce a is a weak one, too. I had Paul Pierce to my so? list. Okay. Yeah, you got one chip. See, he's part of the big three in the Celtics, but I mean... <sighs> well, now, Paul Pierce was one that I I scanned the list a couple times, and I didn't see his name on there. And I was like, how come Paul Pierce isn't on? KG's on, and Ray Allen's on, and they definitely deserve to be on there, but 
well, where's the truth? I always liked Paul Pierce. Because he got a cool nickname? Well, I thought it was because, I thought they left him off because of this whole scandal that he was in with the strippers oh, and all that. Oh, that would have been a bad reason to leave him off. So, to the NBA's credit, they put him on. Yeah, I would leave him off, though, because I can think of three or four guys I'd substitute him with. The If this were baseball, they would have left him off just because of that. Well, just, just because, because of that, of that, yeah. that scandal. So, um, some of the guys that I would... These are just guys I've never heard of. Now, they're probably like in the top 10 scoring or assist like leaders of all time. <laughs> some of the old, old, back, old guys. Yeah, back in the 1940s the or something. Line. Right, exactly. Like they created the three-point line or something, something silly. But I'd never heard these names before, and I just did not get a chance to look them up. But uh, Paul Arizon, um, Sam Jones, and Bill Sharman. Never heard of these three guys. Never heard of them. I don't know what their contributions were to the game. And can we dive into snubs? Yeah, right we can, now? you can dive okay. into snubs right now. To me, those three guys are not better than Dwight Howard, Joe Dumars, or like Dominique Wilkins made it on. But I mean, he was snubbed the first time. He was snubbed the first time. Like these guys, you mean to tell me these guys made a difference over Dominique or Dwight Howard or you and I, you, we both, we both like Joe Dumars. I love Joe Dumars. Not just because we liked to, not just because we met him, but because his accolades speak for themselves. Yeah. Six time all-star, uh, two time NBA champion, NBA finals, MVP, all rookie yep. first team. I think he was all rookie defensive team for three or four years. Four. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are, He's got a laundry list of accolades that make Reggie Miller look like he shouldn't even be the same league. Sure. I, I totally agree. And Reggie Miller's in there? Yeah, agreed. And agreed. he won a chip, and he was instrumental right. in winning that chip. Two of them. Two of them. Yeah. And he was the MVP of the finals one year. I just, yep. And and I guess it's probably more about playing, but he's also executive of the year in, two, executive of the year in 2003 and executive. Won a championship as the executive of the Pistons in 2004. Like, this man has a laundry list of accolades, and he is literally the most slept-on person in the NBA. I'm sorry to go on this rant, Hoffman. No, no, you're right. I mean, it's and it all falls back to our name, the name of our show, the Small Market Podcast. He's from a small market team in a small market region, but this man is directly responsible for... All the championships in the franchise history. In the franchise's history, he won two as a player, and then he was the executive for the two thousand four team. So I mean, yeah. Gosh, he, what are we he, doing here? Yeah, if he's not on the top one hundred team, I, the NBA is a sham. I'm writing a letter to the commissioner. Right. I mean, they reached back. If to I'm grab, alive by then, I don't know. They reached back to grab Bob McAdoo and put him on the list. How come yeah. Dumars isn't on the list? You know, help your boy out. You know, for at least the hundred. The I mean, dang, but he might not even be around for the the. He might not to be able to team. see it, but still, you know, he should be on it. But Dwight Howard's another guy. That was like a decade of dominance he had. Yep. But he was another, he was with a small market team in Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. For most of his dominance. Fair enough. Yeah. So is that why he gets the shaft? I guess so. I mean, well, I think that's where it comes down to a little bit of that kind of baseball thing. He's 
because he wasn't popular with the writers or with, with the beat writers, then that's why he's he doesn't he doesn't get the credit that he deserves. So that's and that happens a lot in baseball. If you're not popular with the writers, if you're not in with them, you don't you know. Yeah, then they they kind of uh, they knock you down. So another another group. Well, go ahead. I'll let you continue, Hoffman. No, that's a, go ahead. You're, I was just going to start listing you. off people that were snubbed. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Tony Parker. Oh, that's a big one. Manu Ginobili. Yeah. These yeah. guys are all guys that won like four, what, four championships? Four chips in San Antonio. I mean, that was a dynasty in San Antonio. Yeah, exactly. Not on the list. Yeah. In fact, you probably could have put Tim Duncan on there twice. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, that, you know what? That might have consoled me slightly. <laughs> Seriously, though. I mean, come on. Those guys. No, I agree. Tony those Parker. Those guys have had stellar careers. Yep. Yep. I totally agree. I've always been an advocate for for Big Shot Bob, but uh, I know oh, I, okay, he always knocked so me down on that one. I can I put a Robert lot of weight Ori. on championships. Yeah, but I can't when you're coming off the bench on a championship team. I can't. I can't give you that much weight on the championships. Doesn't he have like forty championships? We're talking about the seventy-five greatest <laughs> players of all time, Hoffman, <laughs> and he has more championships than like. 60% of the players on that you does. know Reggie Miller god bless america man <laughs> thanks new york come on reggie the, i was telling you off the air reggie is one of those athletes that there aren't very many there's a handful of players that i praise the heavens when he retired when that man retired i was so i was like oh finally Finally, he goes away mm-hmm. off into the sunset. I respect you. Congratulations. You had a hell of a career. I am so glad you're done. Yep. I am glad to see you go because I you killed all my favorite teams. You were just a an assassin. And it, it, it was the same way when uh, Brett Favre retired, but then got beat up tenfold when... They replaced him with Aaron Rodgers, and I'm like, "Oh, this is even worse." Can we this have? Is, can we have Aaron or Brett oh, Favre back? Jeez, can we man. have Brett Favre back? He, ah, come on, now Rodgers is just annoying, and I, I cannot wait till the end of the season for him to be. He owns the at Bears. Least done and stop it for him to at least be done in Green Bay and out of our division and. Somewhere else bothering someone else, just <laughs> oh gosh, it's it's awful. It's the worst is that your segue into football? It's my segue into football. Yeah. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about the Bengals? Yeah, let's talk about the Bengals. You, what do you what do you think what, about uh, the 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 Joe Burrows? What uh, when when did they get good? When when did uh, they get good? It seems like just yesterday I was shitting on the Bengals. It seems like just last week when they blew out the Lions. <laughs> yeah, just and then I'm like watching them this week and I'm like, they're legit. Yeah, Joe Burrow is a legit effing quarterback. If you look at this year's draft and everybody, all these quarterbacks that came out and this was such a strong quarterback draft and everybody's praising these guys and look at guys like Justin Fields. 
Agreed. Yeah, exactly. Look yeah. at guys like Trevor Lawrence. Zach Wilson is so thankful that he's got a se- possible season-ending injury. <laughs> yeah, it's that's unfortunate. I mean, like, I, I, right. I joke around. That's unfortunate. I don't, I don't wish anybody to be injured. But there are so many quarterbacks that came out in that first round that are absolutely terrible. Yeah. With the exception of like Mac Jones is the only guy that shows any promise. And then just, uh, what is it, a year or two before Joe Burrow right. came out. And he was heralded, but he's the real deal. Well, it, it comes down to A.J. Hoffman's quarterback theory of relativity. You know what this is? You remember I, this? I don't I've know. explained this to you many times. Yeah, but I'm usually drunk. A rookie quarterback needs to shadow a oh. veteran QB for at least a year to be anywhere near decent when when they start. Patrick Mahomes had it with Alex Smith in front of him. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers had it with Rest, rest in peace, uh, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Hail Mary. Hail Mary full Stop of grace. It. Jeffrey Simmons Stop need him in the it. face. My uh, God. I got... Oh, gosh. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to get you off that track. But, but you're right. You AJ bring up a Hoffman's very good point. Quarterback theory of relativity. So, yeah, they... You, you need to kind of shed whether or not the, the veteran QB embraces the younger guy and never will because that's his job forever in his mind as far mm-hmm. as he's concerned. Brett Favre didn't... Didn't want to move on. No. Aaron Rodgers certainly doesn't want to. Right. But I'll tell you, Jordan Love is probably getting a hell of an education right now, isn't he? Well, maybe. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Right. And I mean... <sighs> hate to say it, but there might be somebody behind Jared Goff. I don't know if there is anybody behind Jared Goff. No, there's not. But, uh, uh, Swift, he's in the backfield. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it would be cool if there was a rookie quarterback, a promising rookie quarterback behind Jared Goff. To just nice. watch him and learn from his mistakes and his attributes and progress from there. We don't have that right now. Well, and and also now Joe Burrow obviously is a stud, but yeah. you look who he's throwing to. I mean, well, and you guys know like Jamar Chase. That's a fair point because Joe Burrow didn't have anything anyone and to shadow, did he? I don't I know that he, he did. did. Yeah, no, because yeah, because the first year he's getting knocked on his ass and stuff because mm-hmm. his offensive line couldn't hold hold water. But which is probably a testament to, but to just how good Joe Burrow is because he got his ass kicked that first year and. He's he's learned. He's learned, and he's staying he's adapting yeah. quickly. And and but also, like I said, he's got weapons. Yep. And he's I mean he's got solid running back in Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When healthy, I yep. mean, like it's not the cupboard's not bare like some of these places. Right. So, but yeah, the Bengals, man, they I don't know they kind of I don't I don't follow them, so they kind of just come out of nowhere on me, and I was like, damn, you guys are supposed to always suck. Right. You're supposed to be like us, but in Ohio. Yeah. I could get behind them being good. You know? Yeah, it's kind of a fun team to watch. They're young and fun to watch, yeah. man. Yeah, I'd be all about that. That's that's Speaking of fun. young and fun to watch, Tom Brady. <laughs> God, what man. is that? Tom Brady, man. Four more touchdowns. 600 touchdowns for his career, Hoffman. He'll probably be the only one when he retires with 600 touchdowns and 700 touchdowns. Yeah. He'll, have, he'll be at both those stages or surpassed them both. Uh, kid's pretty good. Yeah. You know, he's, 
but he, he makes something of himself. He if falls he keeps, into keeps your uh, your theory there of quarterbacks yes, because he, he was behind Bledsoe in New England. He was, yeah. And Belichick, Belichick must be of the same tribe as you and subscribe to that, that yeah, theory. Yeah. Well, and even look at look at so Belichick was behind. This has nothing to do with quarterbacks. Oh, but the Belichick big tuna was behind. Yeah, Bill exactly. Parcells there. Yeah, right. It's all starting to make sense. Doesn't it make sense? When you have somebody to shadow, when you have somebody to job shadow, your life becomes a little bit easier the following year. Yeah. You know, because you can, you, you have somebody to learn from. We don't know, and this is purely from an educator standpoint, standpoint, but you don't have, you don't know how to do anything unless, until you've been taught. Right? That. That's so, exactly, yeah, all knowledge is external. Nobody's right. born knowing anything. Otherwise, you got to learn the hard way and get, get knocked around, get beat up a bit. Yeah. And um, life's a heck of a lot easier when you just have somebody to learn from and shadow and watch mm-hmm. get beat up instead or or progress and do well versus you take all those hits yourself and then people respect you less and you you get a whole lot less responsibility. You get like the Sam Darnold effect where yeah, exactly. you're, hearing, you're hearing ghosts. You're, you're, and, yeah, you're seeing ghosts. And it pretty much wrecks your career. And, uh, you know, you're exactly. trying to revive it with another team. Right. You try to exercise those demons and it's just not happening. Nope. You know? So, do you want to take a quick break, Hoffman? Let's take a quick break and remind everybody of our sponsors. Mike Wilson over at Curveball Collectibles. They are in the process of moving, but um, they have a large selection of a lot of great cards. They're always doing breaks. Um, he's he's constantly doing breaks. With, so, you know, sports cards have got kind of expensive as of late, and he often does what, what's called uh, box breaks, where everybody kind of buys into a box. You get a, a team or two mm-hmm. or a division, and... When the cards are opened, then you get all the cards from that that division or that team or those those players or whatever. It's kind of fun. Breaks it are is. a lot of fun to do. You it, know, it's kind of it's kind of like uh, playing the lottery a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like as opposed to going into a store and buying a single, which I'm I'm not opposed to because right. you know you get what you want and you and get you what can, you pay for. You can do that at Mike's shop. You can as do well. that at Mike's shop as well. But this is like you never know what you might get. You got a uh, you gotten some cool cards out of some breaks. Got uh, some rookie you? patch autos and stuff. Yep. Uh, you got that Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. auto card. That was pretty yep. sweet. I got a Jaron yep. Jackson one. Yeah, you've got some sweet that cards. Rookie and stuff. I know I've, I've got, got some, some really nice cards. ones. Yeah. Anyways, that's it. Um, Wilson's not just he doesn't just have a card shop. He's building a community, mm-hmm. and I think that's the best part about his his store and his shop. His um, his customers aren't just customers, they're friends. And it's it's very much like a barbershop kind of feel to it. Uh, you can come in, talk to him about sports, just, you know. You talk to him about your day. Right. He'll shoot the shit with you about anything. Exactly. Yeah, he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's Curveball Collectibles in Saginaw. Check him out. What is the next thing we're rolling into, Atucky? What do you want to roll into next, Hoffman? Well, this you. week... Oh, is, I think I know where you're going. This week... Where we are going, uh, there are no roads. <laughs> Except that there are. Except when there lead, are. They lead into lot 89 of East Lansing. Right which will next be completely to the agricultural packed. farm. <laughs> 
and the industrial park that is a landfill, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> the slag town that is East Lansing. <laughs> Two teams will meet. One team shall leave undefeated. Like, what's the name of the dude from Coneheads? <laughs> That's who you sound like when Danny Aykroyd played that character in oh, Coneheads. Yes. Two teams shall enter the ring of the mortality. Jim, Jim Harbaugh shows up in East Lansing. <laughs> is Tuck really coming? He's coming for you. you think He's coming he for you. He's coming for me. He's coming for all of us. I think, Hoffman, I'm scared because I think you're right. And I think two years ago when he was brought on, I think there was a lot of Michigan fans that were laughing. There were a lot of Michigan fans that were saying, who's Mel Tucker? He's never coached. He's never been a head coach anywhere. He doesn't have the experience. Well, Mel Tucker's been the assistant coach at several different places in college football, places like Alabama under Nick Saban where he's associate head coach to Nick Saban. He's been in the NFL as an assistant coach with several teams. And now I think Michigan fans are starting to realize that this dude's got this swagger, and he's not to, not to be taken lightly. Um, he has gone to the transfer portal and completely rebuilt an empty cupboard that was the Michigan State Spartans. And... What he has now is he has Quavarius Crouch and Ronald Williamson, two SEC transfers, tearing it up on the defense. He's got a guy, the holdover guy from the D'Antonio era, and Jake Ponishuk, who's one of the top defenders, rushers in, in the Big Ten. And probably what's most impressive is he went out and got Kenneth Walker the third. Yeah. And absolutely. a legitimate Heisman Trophy candidate. Right. And so if you're a Michigan fan and you're happy because you have the number eighth rank eighth rank defense as far as points against per game, you gotta understand you're not walking into the same MSU team. You're not walking into a Mark D'Antonio ground and pound team. They will run the ball on you. They're very capable. They got guys like Jalen Naylor on the outside. They got a lot of speed. They got a quarterback in Peyton Thorne who is very capable of throwing the deep ball. Absolutely. They have they have an explosive offense that people in Ann Arbor have been longing for for decades through this coaching carousel they have. And now, you know, kudos to Michigan because you're coming in undefeated. But so is Michigan State. And this, like you said, all roads lead to East Lansing. Like, this is probably the biggest game of the season in any in college football as a whole mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. They haven't met, like you said, uh, off the air, with both teams in the top 10 since the mid-60s. Right. Yeah, and in all seriousness, I, I feel that uh, Michigan State not only has the edge just because they're at home, but... It just feels like they have the they have factor. a little yeah they have a little more of it all together. Yeah, um, uh, like I said with with Kenneth Walker with the Heisman Trophy hopeful and it just the pieces are there you yeah. know they've got Naylor they've got you know Peyton Thorne is a 
is a good quarterback. He's smart as hell. And um, Michigan is, is still kind of trying to do the quarterback by committee thing. Yeah, they're, you and, know, they bring in McCarthy, and he's yeah. got a great ceiling. But yeah. they, when they bring him in, they're not letting him throw it around. It's mostly run run options. And in college, I think you need to you need to let the kids play, you know. And I, I just, I get a little bit unexcited or unenthused when I see a head coach try to uh, take his team into the like the the QB by committee sort of realm. I I just don't feel like that's the that's the way to that's not like the winning formula. It doesn't you know? have a good track record. No. In the big thing that if I'm a Michigan fan, which I am, that I'm worried about is I think our defense has got a big challenge ahead of them, but I think that they can probably hold them under 30, mid to high 20s. Yeah, okay. But I'm worried because our offense is not explosive. Not like that. I mean, we are a time of possession type of team. We're going to keep it on the ground and run it. And we're going to hold on to time of possession. There's going to be long drives that we have. You yeah. know, we don't have a ton of explosive plays. Our quarterback is more of a game management. Cade McNamara is more of a game manager. More so, like, the situation that they got at Michigan, it, this is great. Cade McNamara is like your Alex Smith. J.J. McCarthy is like your Colin Kaepernick waiting in the wings. Yeah. When is Jim Harbaugh going to do what he did with the 49ers and pull that trigger? Right. You're, you're, right. you're good. You're undefeated. You're a good team. But there's a ceiling there that I'm not sure that if you were asked to put up 40 points to beat MSU, I'm not sure you get there. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. If your defense is stout and they can hold them to 23, you might be able to get out of there 28-23. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's See, I, I you said something there where you don't feel like U of M has that explosive offense. Where I feel like state does, they do. Oh, if, without a doubt, they and do. If they get ahead of you, they're going to get ahead of you and pull away, and you're not. And you're the not wheels, up. the wheels could fall off. Absolutely. Now, what I fear with with U of M is that. Now, remember, at the beginning of the year, it was all about uh, what does Harbaugh got? What does Harbaugh got to do to keep his job? And um, now we're halfway through the season, more than halfway through the season. And he's not even the story. He's a non-issue. He will be. If they, but if he loses, when they lose, he will be. He will be again. But right now, he's not. They like. It's funny. The credit isn't going to 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 him. It's going to his team and those like Mm -hmm. they're collectively all getting the credit, but nobody's being like. Nobody's Jim Harbaugh saying, is just a genius. Like he's turned this team around. No, everybody, because this is what's expected. You, I mean, both teams. They haven't really beaten. Nobody's beaten a Penn State. Nobody's beaten an Iowa. Right. Like I mean, like they are. They're good teams. Don't get me wrong. They're definitely top ten teams. But nobody's got just a a win against another top ten team. Like this is the first one they're going to meet, mm-hmm. and it's between them themselves. Um, it's going to be a dog fight. It's going to be an absolute. Just this will probably be the the game of the year, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, certainly in the Midwest, with Penn State um, already having two losses, yep. it's between these two teams to see who's going to challenge Ohio yep. State come the end of November. Agreed. Agreed. Um, for sure. And you know, and I'll say this: the only thing that Michigan has in its favor is that it's a noon game. Yeah. And for a noon game, the the fans aren't as schnockered up. 
typically. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're going to be, but if it if this were a nighttime primetime game, you got fans that are there drinking all day, so the the environment is not going to be as hostile as it is at noon. So if the wheels start to fall off, maybe you can kind of kind of try and swing the momentum back your way because you know when a crowd gets out of hand, it, you know what I mean. When things start to get out of hand, they're not going your way, and the crowd really gets into it. Things can fall apart quickly. In, in, an, in an opposing yeah. team stadium. The other thing that benefits you is you're not very far from where you play, and Michigan travels well, so there's yeah. going to be a lot of your fans there. So if you can take away, based upon the time and the amount of your fans there, a little bit of that home field advantage, that will help Michigan. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, at least it's in their favor, I guess, is, right. what, I'm, is what I'm saying. Yeah, um... Do you disagree with that, Hoffman? No, no. I was just thinking of uh, like the logistics. I think it was probably designed to, okay, let's have the game at Spartan Stadium just for a matter of crowd control. You know, the kind of otherwise you've got 120,000 fans easy going to Ann Arbor and the. Uh, just the mayhem that 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 will I don't think anybody's prepared for that. Two undefeated top ten teams in the Big Ten Michigan, Michigan State. This My is God. like the game. This is yeah. as far as this rivalry goes, this has got to be the game. Right. Of, or at least leading up to it, this hype is like the game of my lifetime. Right, I know exactly. there's, and I know like Michigan fans will be like, oh, there's been a lot of good games, and you can go back, and there has been right. a lot of really awesome matchups. But man, come on, coming in like this, if this is a close game to the end, this yeah. is an instant classic. Well, and we talked about this. I don't know that there's a pro game, uh, a game in maybe the Super Bowl, maybe the like the World Series, but nothing that I could dream up at this moment that this is a I referred to it earlier today to someone. This is a uh, quit your job, divorce your wife game. Yeah. Where, like if you were offered a ticket to just, if you were offered the opportunity to just hang out in the parking lot of Spartan Stadium for this game, you do everything you, you can in your power to go, to just be there, to just be in that atmosphere and be there. But if you were offered a ticket to this game, this is something that you, you'd quit your job. And divorce your wife. Over. Easy, easy, Ashley. You're <laughs> without a doubt. I'm signing game. the papers for him right now. Yep, this, and this game. And I only say that because I know that she's not listening. Yeah, I know so that's I that's can't the best get part. Into trouble. That's why I make these crazy claims. That's because right. I know that she's just like whatever. Yeah, he's if just she, a moron. If she was listening, if she's listening this week by any chance at all. This was completely Wataki's idea. He he said this, so uh, he he fed me all this information, and that's what I that's what I'm gonna go with. Hoffman, um, stop this! I'm a good guy. Stop so this, Hoffman. I'm, yeah, I'm a nice guy, and I would never ever say anything like that. He should never divorce you, ever, or quit his job because <laughs> oh it supports a family. So you know. Well, that was our show this week. Yeah, yeah. So is that <laughs> is that what we got, Hoffman? Yeah, that's what all I've got to talk about. I mean. Hey, uh, it's probably a little bit on the short side, but uh, it's fine. Action-packed sports. When we come back next week, Busy we have next a week. ton to talk about. And you and I have a lot of reading and research and homework research. to do in the meantime. So we, we have to kind of 
cut it short because we've got John U. Bacon <laughs> coming, coming on. on our show. I don't know how we landed that, but he's uh, he's coming on the show. And well, you know, we're kind of a big deal. We have a lot of books to read. Yeah. In the meantime, you and I, we yeah, we've got to divvy up the book pile here in a little bit. And um, we got exactly. And next tennis. week we have the uh, yeah the the Dow Classic coming up. Yep. The women's tennis classic coming up right here in Midland, just down the street from Sportsball Studios. Yep. Uh, this is the first one that will. I think this is the first event that you and I are getting press passes to. As part of the podcast, yeah. yeah. We're we're taking the whole day to go and enjoy to the media event. day. To Monday. media day and I'll be there um, on championship day on Sunday. Okay. Well, I don't know cool. if you're going during the week at all for any of the quarterfinal or semifinal matches. I'd like or to anything. go, but yeah, yeah, that would be cool for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I might. I will. Uh, I'm going to try to be there as often as possible. And um, to any of our listeners out there, if you're out there, come up and say hello to Wataki and myself. We'll be running around, and uh, we'd love to hear from you and say hi. And yeah, we'd love to see you out there. Exactly. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and. You can buy us a drink. We'll let you buy us a drink for sure, which will be cool. <laughs> I feel like if they put up I'm with our kidding. podcast, we should be buying them drinks. I agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. So if you see us out there, uh, so you know, come up and say hello for sure. Yeah. So this is our show for this week. This is Wataki and Hoffman signing off the Small Market Podcast. Yeah, it's a sports ball. You've been listening to the Small Market Podcast. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, send us a message at smallmarketpodcast at gmail.com, or get more behind-the-scenes writings from Hoffman at smallmarketpodcast backslash blogspot.com. Music for the Small Market Podcast has been provided by the 8 Arm Killer.